from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Podcast. Hi. Hello. Hello. Greetings. Okay, guys. Let's take a journey. It's not a song. Yeah. Hi. It's a black eyed California girls by Katy Perry. I should have to say black eyed peas, bitch. I don't know what song that is. So welcome to Crying in Public. We today's episode is a part two of our previous week's episode. No, wait. Two weeks ago, yeah. Um, and yeah, let's get to it, ladies. Yeah, get into it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, get into it. Okay. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm Sydney. I'm Sophia. I'm Sav. <laughs> um, wait, no, no. Okay. Oh shut up now. Savannah. I would never do that to the fans. Oh, sorry, Isha. Okay, sorry. Girl. I'm Isha. <laughs> I'm Claude. And welcome to Crying in Public. Yeah. Or Woo-hoo! Smiling in Private. Suddenly everyone has new names, but like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to legally change my name, so laugh all you want. To Ish. Before we begin, <laughs> before we begin, I want to tell a story regarding our episode about making the first move. Wait, and that was after. Oh, do I do that after? When do we do yeah. that? Yeah. Because I'm going to introduce like the whole like, we're talking the about sex, but first, yeah. like disclosure first. 
Okay, so like Isha said, today is part two of our first move series. The first one was about dating. And this one is the first move, like hooking up or like taking that step to what, base two, base three. I don't get the base analogy. Two of our bases, not yeah base. first of all it's not base two and base three it's first second and third base we can uh, talk about the bases i feel like yeah because i don't yeah they're like third base and i'm like the fuck is that yeah okay well anyway this is like technically our first episode discussing anything about sex and the first thing people ask me about our podcast is are you scared about employers or like your family hearing you talk about sex but from our point of view or at least mine so i want to talk for everyone i think that especially in 2020 and as young women i think it's important that we should be able to talk about sex and like quote unquote taboo subjects without feeling embarrassed or scared of our futures especially when guys do it all the time guys have sex podcasts you don't have to worry about oh no like what if my employer sees it because it's natural part of life we're all young women we're mature we're old we have agency my favorite word so yeah we're going to talk about it openly freely because that's what we should be able to do as women so that's our little disclosure but yeah we're going to dive right in. Here, yeah. Snaps. Yeah. But I was going to say, remember when we got a DM saying that we need to dedicate our podcast more towards the male audience? I have a whole rant ready for that. Same. I have a whole rant ready. This is a female for female podcast. Also, um, it doesn't mean men, men can't listen to it. Yeah. Audiences are welcome. But like, yeah, it's well, you, you are welcome. But I'm just saying that like. For once, women have to do something for just women. It's the water, guys. I'm not wearing a shirt, but I don't really care. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. Hola, soy Dora. Soy Diego. Um, someone at the door? Let's go. La It was nut and bolts. Anyway, back to the rant. Yeah. So a lot of guy friends I have that listen to this podcast love them. They're always like, why are all the topics about girls or like for girls? And like, yes, we are a podcast by women for women. But that doesn't mean it's only for women. But my whole thing was that I feel like as 2020ians or whatever, millennials, Gen Z, whatever, that we've been like conditioned to change things for like the male gaze or the male ear. But this is a podcast that's, you know, for women, by women, about subjects that affect women. So, you know, if you want to listen, listen. It's for everyone. Right, that's what we're geared towards. So, love it or leave it, baby. I also love that it's well. It's also just important to recognize, and we're not trying to like bash men and be like, "This isn't for you." But at the same time, I feel like I we wouldn't have to be saying that. I, I feel like ever since we started this podcast, I've been getting a lot of comments from my guy friends, only guy friends, being like, "Well, it's really great, and your podcast is funny and everything, but I just can't relate to a lot of the stuff, so I stopped listening." So you should try to like be more, you know, gear it more towards men. And I'm like, well, you literally do not hear women say that about all the sports podcasts. That literally. Like, literally. And it's, it's just, even though, you know, I'm not getting any like hate for it. I love my guy friends, but it's still like a thing. So it's definitely something to notice. I don't know who said for females by females, but that remem- reminds me when we were little, we had the, we had the kids bop and it was like for kids by kids. Okay. Yo, <laughs> kids bop say. was an abomination. They take songs about like ass as I started like, yeah, but, but high five handshake. And I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, but, I yeah. loved kids bop. It's we still a it. thing. They have like 71 of them. Like no one listens to them. Let's let it go. Um, Guys, this is a little off topic, but I just remembered that the other day on Instagram, like you don't have to put this in the recording. I just wanted to tell you guys, yeah. this girl 
commented on my uh, Instagram picture and I didn't realize she was from the podcast because she has a similar uh, Instagram name as my cousin. I replied and I was like, miss you. And then she was like, like, "Uh, I don't wait. Let me read you what she said. Oh, my God. She was like, go Savannah. And then I was like, miss you, but I deleted the co- the comment. And then she was like, I must be a doppelganger, question mark. I'm just a fan of the podcast, but I mean, we can totally hang out with the crying laughing emoji and then the monkey emoji like this. Oh my God, oh. that's so funny. I love that. And I was like, oh God, I feel like I have to reply now. <laughs> we love that bonding. Yeah. Whoa. So our transition, yeah, hey, Montana transition. Silence. Everyone sit the fuck down. And turn up your brain. What is this? Is this a reference? What's it from? It's a TikTok reference. Oh. Take a shot. Take a shot. shot You're doing a drinking game. The show is about to begin. Wait. That one. What was your favorite Disney Channel show? All right, now. That's so Raven is the only right answer. If you don't say that, you're racist and you have bad taste. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah Montana and the other girls post second and third. Oh, I'm terrified of like. I want to go into finance. So I'm terrified of like an employer listening, like, oh, she must have like really deep views about something like, you know, and then they listen and it's like, guys, what's your favorite Disney Channel show? But that's the thing. Like I can't stand. That's another thing I feel like that is annoying sometimes is that men can literally have like four rape allegations against them and still get a job. Or be president and and have 23. But God forbid, I say like, oh, my tits hurt. And suddenly I can't get a job for the rest of my life. (laughs) Breaking down these breaking down these We all say different words. I heard barriers, walls, glass, ceilings, floors. So us ladies of crying in public are taking a pact to break down the stigma ourselves and start being more out there, you know, make those first moves, talk about sex more often, be more open, less taboo. So our girl Sophia is the first one to do the pact. So she needs to tell her story because it's so funny. Okay. So, like, last, sorry, let me start over. So, <laughs> last episode, we were talking about, like, making the first move, just, like, in general. So, I was, this, the podcast inspired me to make the first move. So, we were all, like, at a rooftop bar hanging, and there's this really cute guy who was cuter in his mask, but I thought he was so cute, and we were, like, waiting in line for drinks. I just kept looking at him, like, okay, like, I need to hit on him. But, like, I didn't have the balls to do it and, like, go up to his face and be, like, you're hot, give me your number. So... I had Sarah, like, literally, like, convince me and yell at me to going up to this guy, like, give me a pep talk, and I wrote my number on a little receipt with my name, and I walked on over to him, and I was like, hey, like, I think you dropped this, like, I'm just gonna leave it right here, <laughs> and I walked away, he texted, then he found out my age, and he ghosted, but he texted. Is definitely, that is literally all what we were saying last episode. Would you rather have 20 seconds of embarrassment or like that regret? Oh, if I did this, what if, what if, you know what I mean? You could be your husband, Sophia. Okay. So yeah. So I went down, I left and I was like, yeah, like I didn't drop this. Like, I'm just gonna leave it here for you. But like, I probably like sounded really like slick. Like I knew what I was doing, but like I was sitting there like mid panic attack, like ready to like literally like start hyperventilating and like ran away like an idiot. Cause I was like, I can't be here when you fix it up. I'm like, cause I'm going to get rejected. Honestly, like a, rejection from a stranger doesn't even matter so yeah you, yeah that is our advice in positive action it was positive for the most part everything else is out of our control so <laughs> oh. we're gonna go to the next topic yeah oh never mind <laughs> or, she's gonna finish. Oh, it's okay. 
I was really impressed with Sophia for that first move. But I feel like, at least for me, when it comes to doing the deed, you know. <laughs> she means the word sex. S-E-X. Yes. Sex, 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 sex. banging. So. Making love. <laughs> no, Savannah, Savannah's a make love tattoo. So when you're. When you're tinkering around with <laughs> with the boy, um, I feel like it's different because I've always been taught that it's always the guy who, you know, makes the first move. And I've always been taught that girls, like, should follow the lead. I don't know what you guys think about that, but I really like that philosophy. It might just be the whole stigma around it, but let's discuss. Let's open this up. Yeah. I'm going to start with the roots of that <laughs> with fucking cotillion. I don't know if you guys did that when you were younger, Mm -hmm. like those stupid like cutlery classes we had to do to like enter society or whatever. (laughs) And they're like, boys have to ask you to dance. They have to get you your food, get you your jacket. I'm like, are they my butler? I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't mind that. But I feel like we are conditioned as girls to always be submissive. Because like, even when talking to my friends, they're always like, oh my God, he didn't make a first move. Like he didn't try and initiate things. So he must not be interested. But my whole like outlook or outtake is like, why can't we make the first move? Which is a lot easier said than done, especially because, like, that is a little bit awkward. But we're going to try and break down the awkwardness and teach you how to do it in a very confident way. It'll work out for you, hopefully. Like what Sydney was saying, that, like, the guy has to open every single door for you, the car door for you, to pay for, like, all 85 of your dinners. Like, that might be nice for us. But I know if I was a guy, I wouldn't want to do that. Similarly, because I'm a girl, I don't want to wash dishes. I don't want to cook. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, like, not you know, who I am and who I want to be all the time. And that is so important to break down. So now let's talk about sex. Yeah, there's definitely stigmas in that. <laughs> and like, you should make the first move. But like, I'm all for, and like a lot of guys or people don't think it's hot when the other person makes the first move because it shows you're interested. It shows initiative. <laughs> like for me, it's hot when whoever I'm with kisses me or like breaks down that touch barrier. Like for me, that's hot. So I think that there shouldn't be a stigma around who does it. It's if you're interested, you pop in, you do it. As long as there's consent, and you're on the same page, I feel like it'll be good. Specifically regarding sex, do you think that there are different um, first moves that guys and girls are expected to make specifically? Whose sort of responsibility is it to make that next step? Is it anyone's responsibility to make that next step? Does it vary? This might just be me, but I like making the first move when it comes to sex, so I'm not expected to do anything. Because, like, I don't want to, like, do certain bases – I don't have to because like I get to say what I'm comfortable with because I initiate it. So for me, that's more of my way of being like, I'm going to do what I consent to without having to worry about being like, oh, no, I don't want to do that, that awkward talk because I'm starting it. So like for me, that's a way of like me being in control of like that aspect of things. I think for me, it really depends. I don't usually like to make the first move just because I feel like guys or at least the guys I've hooked up with or, you know, are just going to take me making the first move as granted so they will expect me to make the first move every single time and I don't want that so rarely special occasions I'll definitely make the first move but normally I think the guys can take care of that that's interesting yeah I agree with Sydney that like sometimes it's nice to make the first move because then like you're in control of what you want to do and like then guys kind of see that like you have control like in whatever your relationship is whether it's just like a hookup or it's, like, dating or whatever. I think, like, girls expect guys to make their first move, like, every single time to initiate something. And it definitely should be, like, a 50-50 kind of, like, initiation thing. Otherwise, like, you're letting the guy have all the power. Period. I wear the pants too, bitch. My whole 
thoughts around the first move, whether it's, you know, the deed or a date or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm afraid of rejection. So in my mind, I want to have the power of being able to reject and have that option. Like as much as Sophia, like I really vibe with what you said. Like I really vibe with having the power and control of what you do. But like, I also want the power of like breaking someone's heart or making their date. I don't know. Wait, <laughs> so like speaking on rejection. So I'm sure like girls have like got one up and the guy like hits on them and then you're like, oh no, sorry. And then guys just like rush it off and they're like next girl. I feel like as a girl, like, if I did do that, I probably would cry after if I got rejected. I'm like, I'm a hot-ass bitch. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> See, I... I'd probably cry. <laughs> oh, my ass. God. Can we start a segment, Isha's rule book? Okay, so... <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> no. Let's go, ladies. Rule number one. And, okay, people might agree or disagree with this. I don't cry after rejection because I was never emotionally attached to you in the first place. Isha, you just said so, you don't want to be rejected. <laughs> <laughs> you literally just said you were scared of rejection. Let me clarify. For my pride. Not because of my feelings or my emotions. Right. I, I don't want to go up there, okay, raised as a strong woman by my father and my mother and then get rejected, that's not fun. But let me tell you, if somebody rejects me, I mean, at that point, I don't even know them. Like, I could care less. You know, I'm just like, go about your day. I'll go about mine. Clearly, you're missing something. And that's the self-confidence we need. As the only water sign here, because right. y'all are, someone pointed this out in our DMs. Like, Sydney is the only water sign. And I was like, shit, I am. <laughs> I am even one as well. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I don't know. I'm trying to really quick in my mouth. <laughs> Um, are you putting cookie dough out of the mission bowl? <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. What the fuck are you talking about? Fucking, uh... Pantsuits? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm the only water sign. So, like, all of you guys are like, oh, my God, like, theory, spicy, raw. And I'm just, like, more emotional in that capacity. My whole thing is, like, also, this has going to sound so bad. But, like, when guys are like, oh, my God, let's watch a movie. You're like, let's... Call and watch the Jets game, whatever sport that is. And I have to say yes, because it's his place. Me starting that first move is me saying, this movie sucks. I want to watch sports. I came for one reason, one reason only. That's my way of, like, steering the conversation towards other things. I don't want to do, like, the Jets game, the Mets game, Call of Duty, uh, Spider-Man, whatever the movie is. So that's also a way of, like, getting things going, you know? But I think Sydney's so right because there are subtle ways that you can do it, like being like, the fuck, why are we watching the Flyers right now? This is just not it. Um, but however, if you guys ever got like rejected for, because I know rejection, I feel like is more common, especially from guys to girls. It like just speaking on that, I feel like rejection is more common when a girl comes up to a guy at a bar or a club or something like that. But I feel like when a girl initiates sex or like wants to initiate sex, rejection is less common. And I think that hurts so much more than like, just like, oh no, I'm actually on a date. I'm actually here with someone else or, oh no, you know, I'm not that interested. Okay, bye. But if you're at his apartment or if he's at your apartment and if you were already making out and he just does and you thought it was going someplace and you're like uh, trying to take his pants off or something and he's like, no, 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 like moves your hand away. I feel like that hurts so much more than like. That's when you just start crying. <laughs> right then, like, you drop a tear right then in there. Exactly. Well, that's a stigma in itself. The fact that like guys always want to have sex and thing. I mean, most of the time it's true, but that's it's a it's a stereotype, you know. And I feel like, yeah, it's a stereotype. 
And I mean, like, happened to recently because, like, I guess when I when I'm with my guy, not my guy, I'm with a guy, the guy, whatever, and like I'm always in the mood because it's just it's the thing, you know. There's chemistry there. There are sometimes I'm like extra in the mood, and I'll offer to do things I never want to do because I'm lazy, and then he turned me down, and I was like, <gasps> I texted Sarah. I was like, Sarah, he rejected me. I don't know what to do. So I pouted on the side of the bed for like an hour, and then we were <laughs> fine. But like, I never had a guy say outright no. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Why am I upset? Because if it was the other way around, I didn't want to be something. I should respect that, you know? Because, like, consent exactly. maybe. Also, we should normalize, like, not wanting to do things, you know? Like, what if I don't want to, like, go down on you? Like, it should be an expectation. So I should go both ways. <laughs> That's so true because we hone on guys all the time. When when we go over to their apartment or something after meeting them for, for like, a, what's it called? A one-night stand. Mm-hmm. So they might think it's a one-night stand, but we might not think it's a one-night stand. And whenever we're like, I don't want to have sex, and they're always like, they always give us a hard time, that hurts. So why do we... That is so true. Yeah, oh, look at this. Yeah. Whoa. 100%. Like, it's, when it's happened where I've initiated and been, like, rejected, I'm, like, after I'm, like, like, I'm butthurt. But then I'm, like, wait, I'd be mad if the guy was butthurt. I'm, like, so I shouldn't be able to do this. I have a question. Does anyone have, because I know last episode we talked about, does anyone have any signature first moves as in pickup lines or ways to approach men at a bar or a club or an outing place? But we didn't necessarily talk about do we have any signature first moves to cross that boundary? I know Cindy mentioned like something along those lines. I was saying about yeah. this song about hands on thighs. Cause I was going to say, I just put my hand on their thigh. I just like break that barrier. And it's a song there. It's like, fuck, I can't remember it. You know what I'm talking about? No. Like hands on my, I don't know. But I'm looking it up right now. Hands on my thighs lyrics. Okay. Um, yeah, I always put the hands on the thighs or like we cuddle, I like go in a little bit more mm-hmm. or I kiss their neck, which I hate doing because like I was thinking about it. It's such a weird question. Who really washes their neck? Do not, I legitimately do not think I've ever washed my neck. Do you spend extra time like scrubbing your neck? Yeah. Because your tongue's all over that shit and the shit has like gunk in it. Fucking nasty. No, the song. Oh, <laughs> it's um Bryson Tiller, driving left hand on the wheel, other hand on her thigh. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, Sorry. that's mm-hmm. Okay, my first move sounds so cliche, but I have to share. Okay, <laughs> I literally just stare deep into their eyes for like five seconds to eight seconds. That's not a first move, Claudia. <laughs> and then I'm not. I'm not finished. Okay. <laughs> and then I look down to their lips and then I look back and forth with their eyes and lips, signifying that I want to kiss you. And then they usually kiss me. They'd be like, Are you twisting? That is first move. <laughs> oh, like, you should make the first move because I'm interested first move. It's not like I'm going to jump your bones right now first move. That is, I want to make out with you first move, though. Yeah, I was about to say also that it suggests that it's going to be, and this is another question I was going to ask. That suggests that you're going to go from like, kissing to second base to third like all in one go which sometimes yeah. is the case so i feel that i feel like if it is one of those situations thank you sarah thank you, you. <laughs> so claudia what's up your first name. what about it <laughs> no no i'm not attacking you i swear i'm just saying as opposed to claudia i'm very handsy i'm very touchy like um i'll like put my hands on them and and i feel like that's like a really great way to gauge if they're really feeling you in that moment because they'll either like 
brush your hands off or they're like, you know, like be visibly like disturbed that you're touching them. But I will say it's always worked for me whenever I like get handsy. Usually their shoulders are like my go-to, like kind of just like brush off something or um, guys love when you play with their hair. I don't know. Feel free to correct me, any of our male, male listeners. But um, I also like to trace random shapes on their arm. That really works. Oh, yeah. Star, star heart peace sign. No, literally Ooh. like circles. Like, yeah. No, it really works. Yeah, Isha's rule book number two. <laughs> okay, I'm like the least touchy person and hate hugs and stuff. But like, if I need to make the first move, that's how I do it too. But I don't touch like their shoulders. Like, I don't know, like petting their shoulder, pat on the back. Like, nah, nah. I don't mess with that. <laughs> Guys, I'm initiating contact. <laughs> <laughs> but like, touch their arm or like, I'll try to like grab their hand or anything. Or like, if I'm trying to kiss them, like I'll like lean in. And like, just to like signify that like I'm interested, I won't like grab them and kiss them unless like I'm really like feeling ballsy right now. But like, play with them like I like I'm kind of mean but like I touch them I'm like ha ha blah blah that's how I try you're like what that's okay, how but I try to do it when I put my hand on a guy's leg and he moves I'm like oh. like <laughs> ruh, 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 ruh. this is awkward okay for my ladies who have acrylics which is three of us yeah sounds like bees literally yeah do you guys think that guys like when you scratch them with their acrylics? Because, like, I've had some guys literally, like, literally melt by the, like, uh, feeling of my acrylics on their back or something. But then, like, one guy I hook up with, he says it reminds me of a librarian. What? And he hates my nails. Like, if he sees them, feels them, like, hears them, he really gets pissed off. It reminds me of, like, a third grade teacher who, like, click clacks on the desk or, like, hits people. Like, I don't know. But I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm trying to have my, like, whole life out here with my long-ass nails. I'm sorry if you don't like the way they feel. I feel divine. I scratch myself with them. I think a lot of guys get, like, freaked out by them, I think, because they're so long. They're like, ew, your nails are so long, but it's like, bro, they're fake. Yeah, I'm like, like, they're not that mm -hmm. long, Dude, I, the other day, I don't know what I was doing, but I was massaging my head with my nails. It was the best sensation ever. Like, have you guys tried it? That's an orgasm. That really is. Like, I don't know why anyone would not like the sensation of nail. Like, I do it to myself, too, and it just feels so good. And mm -hmm. I feel like, though, it's 50-50. I feel like sometimes guys get freaked out by long nails because I feel like there's a stigma behind long nails also. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because it apparently makes you a hoe, but, like, don't men want that. <laughs> don't you want to fuck me a little bit? That was <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. That's my first We love being bored. <laughs> For first moves for me, I think, and I this sort of is similar to Claudia's in a way, but when we're making out and stuff, the way I sort of transition from like heavy making out to an act of sex of some kind, I sort of grab their dick. Um, okay, yes, that's not until later. Okay, there's a sequence <laughs> on their hair is really hot. And I also feel like squeezing a little harder is also really like of your hands on their arm or something. And I also feel like doing this up and down motion on their arm on like their upper tricep, bicep. I don't know. One of those. And what's you on the arm? You take anatomy in high school. Bicep and tricep. Okay. This anyway. first ask, there's a bicep on your knee. <laughs> what the fuck? What I was saying is that like if your if your hand is on their arm, start like rubbing it up and down because not only is that suggestive, but it also like yeah, gets that. things going and causes that friction. She know? said, find their pressure points, press down, and <laughs> we stop breathing. They're good. <laughs> I'm gonna choke. I'm gonna choke. 
Okay, I just want to clarify that um, the first first move that I talked about was to initiate the whole making out session. And then my next first move is transitioning into sex. Ready? Ready for it? <clears throat> so I put my hand behind their head and grabbing their hand while making out and then start kissing their neck. I put my hand right now. Get a little porno right now. Let me just describe it to you. Let me just describe it to you. I move my hand. (laughs) I move my hand um, from their head all the way to the down area. To the down. To the down area. So you're massaging their feet. That's the down area. (laughs) You know, they remind me me of two things. What's that like hidden world in Stranger Things? The upside that, down. Yeah, the upside down. That reminded me of that. And it also reminded me of the sunken place from Get Out. <laughs> For Easter's sake, should we start calling penises either the upside down place? No, it's the sunken place. That shit do be sunken. <laughs> Speaking of the sunken place, I don't make the first move to start the whole thing. But when I want to transition, I flat out say, yo, can we have sex now? Every single time. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never I know someone. Like, bro, I'm not trying to do sign language with your body. Like, just go. Yeah. Why not? You're when you're comfortable with the person, but I feel like also like sometimes you're just like you want to have sex now. Like it takes out the fun of the relationship. But like let's mm. like do all these fun things and stuff. And, like let's make it like spontaneous. So like you also need to still like throw in like the spontaneous stuff in order to keep that relationship alive. Period. Okay. 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 I have a good one. When you want to be on top, and side note, I love being on top. Same. So I got these thighs. Wait, Isha goes. Ew, it rolled your eyes because no one saw that. No, no, no. That was because I just ate, like, a half thing of cookie dough, and I feel sick. <laughs> no, I like being on top, too. It makes my thighs I jiggle. love being on top. Yummy. Mm-hmm. Um, so after making out, while making out, I usually just, you know, jump on to their... Sunken place. To their body, and then start <laughs> making out. <laughs> I was like, what is it <laughs> Clay, I thought you were gonna say I just we so I thought you were gonna say what like after all of that I just enjoyed jumping on their dick. You literally leaping like a trampoline. Oh my god. And this is why I love my friend. Also, oh. Claudia, I know you had a twin XL. You weren't doing any jumping on that, honey. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Holy shit. Hey, also, when you're getting with men, I feel like, um, sorry, I don't know why I'm using the accent. Because, like, okay, Sydney's analogy of the fucking day. What episode was the, the flames in? Let me take that out. No, we definitely get that in. Oh. That was hilarious. The flame? The, yeah. the flame analogy? Hold anyway, this. I'm a writing major, so let's go to the analogies. I have asthma. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, Y'all yeah, lungs just don't be taking in that air a lot. So. I don't like marathons. I'm not about to hear run a 26-mile sprint. So, yes, I might initiate. I might warm everything up, but I'm ready for some sprints. Like, you got 45 seconds to five minutes, and then I need a break. Like, I don't want – like, who said, like, keep it going, like, suspension, like, surprising? Me. That was Sophia. That was Sophia. That's cute and all long term. But in one night, you get one surprise, one little boop-de-boop, and then we're sprinting. Like, I'm not here for a fucking 26.2-mile marathon. Wait, you know? so you're telling me, like, your ideal time is 45 seconds? No. Okay. I'm saying yeah. I'm saying per segment. Like, if, like Claudia's talking about being on top. You got 45 seconds, then we're rolling to some new area. Wait, you're only on top for 45 seconds? No. Girls, girls, no. Please. These guys can go for a minute, for hours. But I'm saying, I'm saying 
that if you want to keep things more interesting, you have sprints. You do like mm. keep changing things up in that short period of time so you get more out of it. But also it keeps things more interesting so it's like laying there like a dead fish for 20 minutes, you know? And also like men are just so like grunty and gross sometimes. So like rolling around and shit at least gives them like a pitch change or something, you know? So I know that for me, I never really calculated how long the sex was every time. But I just want to know, like, what's your ideal and, like, average time? 30 minutes. Bitch, the fuck? <laughs> I'd say, like, 20 minutes max. But sometimes I like to have, like, a 10-minute and then, like, a little break, a little cuddle-cuddle, and then a 10-minute again. I like rounds. So, Sydney. Um, yes. Ooh, question. <laughs> question. Isha's question corner. <laughs> Bite me. <laughs> Bite me, Sarah. Co- that's copyrighted. Bite I'll me. See you for she all said, that's words. my brand trademark. Just like the ooh face for me, Bite though. Me. <laughs> um, okay, so you said 45 seconds and then we switch a route, right? So that's like, I feel like that's also kind of like a first move. We're like, who's mm. going to switch? Who's going to like do it? Who, you know what I mean? It is super awkward when you're not on the same wavelength and I go to push your shoulders and you fall off the bed and like break <laughs> <up> the <bed>. But <laughs> Imagine you fall off the top bunk bed, break your leg in the middle of it, and you're like, let's But, like, also think about this. Like, a lot of people burn out quickly. Because if, like, a guy's doing all of the work for five minutes straight, that's a fucking workout. Exactly. Same with girls. So if you do, like, increments, like, fucking sprints, you save your energy, and you get more out of it. I don't know if that's how running works, but I'm pretending like it is. For me, it depends on the person. So, like, if it's um, if it's just, like, a one-night stand, that shit can't be more than 20 minutes. Yeah. I mm. peace out. I got work in the morning. I got a meeting. And I have to tell my friends every single thing that happens. Yeah, well, so I gotta go. <laughs> but if it's like someone I'm really into, I could personally go for hours only if it's like a sort of switching position sort of thing. Like I can't be riding someone for like three hours. No one can do that. We can't be doing missionary for three hours. Yeah. That would either hurt. Are you kidding? Mission for three hours, Sarah. But who exactly. switches the position? That's my, you know, my thing. I literally, I'm like, oh my god, I want it from the back. No, I think I think switching positions has to be like a mutual thing. To be honest, like you can initiate it, but you both have to like comprehend yeah so like it doesn't just like that's when sexting comes in because you can ask beforehand like what do you like to do at your positions and they tell you so then you're like don't you want to do like this and then you push the shoulders do a little what's it log roll yeah you do in pe when you're like five yeah that's where that shit comes in handy that shit is some training stop drop and roll yes you stop drop and roll that shit over and then you do something else and then it's like increments going how many positions a- on average do you do? I say like four or five. Me too. I was say four to five. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. If missionary counts. Does missionary count as a position? Yeah, yeah missionary counts. Oh, according to Sarah, against the walls of position. It's not. Okay, it's then it. when you're, when yeah. the guy's picking you up by your thighs and railing you against a wall, what's Mission, that position called? picking me up. I'm probably break his arm. <laughs> um, um, but I, I totally agree with Isha. I think that. It's called a koala. Anyway, <laughs> is it actually for your input? Yeah, it is called Koala, apparently. Yeah, I made that up, but we're gonna go. <laughs> it's a yoga pose. I totally agree with Isha that like switching positions is a first move sort of situation. Along those same lines, if you're switching positions and the guy's sunk in place, sorry, I'm so dead. And the guy's sunk in place, like when a guy either rolls on a condom or takes off his pants or whatever, is like ready to put it in. Do you put it in and make that first move? Or do you let him do it? No. No. They do it. I don't want to touch it. I I don't touch it. When I was 10, um, you know those things you get as gifts and they're filled with like glitter and like water and you like hit people with it or like you play with it? You know exactly what I'm talking about? It's like a tube thing. Yeah. And he said like the museums like teach you about like whale gush or whatever. That's what a penis 
feels like. So I refuse to touch it. I'm like, put that shit in yourself. I'm not sure of me. Why are y'all so scared of it? No, I love, I love, I love the sunken place. Oh, I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I just like you have two hands. Do it your fucking self. It reminds me of whale fat. I don't like that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before, I'm so dead. What do the thing that the sunken place goes into remind you of? A black hole? <laughs> no, it reminds me of a roast beef sandwich from Firehouse Subs with extra mayo. It reminds me. Why did you just say that? No, this is going to be so gross. It reminds me of a hot dog bun, but it, the bun is made out of hot dog. Stop, stop, stop. Have any of you seen Sausage Party? Yeah, ew. That movie is so fucking vulgar. It's like Seth Rogen or some shit. That movie is so fucking vulgar. You should look so upset right now from this conversation. Well, you're even going to be more upset to hear that the final uh, scene of that movie ew. is literally food having a huge orgy. Like it's a hot like dog. In a grocery and, like, store. A like, that's it's a... literally awful. So, so if we all open our religious text to whatever religion you worship. <laughs> to whatever. No, Mark 27.5, chastity. Do yeah. not have any plans tonight. Go watch Sausage Party. Or watch Girl Defined and just be really confused. <laughs> or watch Cody Co. making fun of Girl Defined. I literally love how in the beginning I was like, guys, you're going to be a little bit untaboo today. Like, a little more out there than usual. And now we're talking about, like, roast beef sandwiches and extra mayo and sunken <laughs> places and shit like that. Speak for yourself, Cindy. You're talking about that. All right, now, I'm trying to make things more accessible for more people. But, 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 but I can't wait until I run for president one day or some shit. And then someone pulls out in a debate and they're like, didn't you refer to sex as roast beef, mayo, and a hot dog bun? And I'll be like, do you have that in writing? Because oh, no, I, I did not. Sex is. Do you have a nail file? Do, I don't have a nail file. Now. I have Gorilla Glue all over my nails. I <laughs> do. Okay. Oh, I was going to transition. So go. No, you go. Oh, transition. okay. I was just so gonna... listeners. I don't know how to refer to them. Crying in public squad. Town criers. Town criers. Town criers. All right. Town criers. Oh, wait. That should be a thing. Look, our fan base. Like, daddy gang. A fan base of five people. That's us. I feel like coming up with names like this is sort of egotistical, but a fan came up with this name. Town Criers. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so cute. I like um, that. Anyways, Town Crier Gang. Whatever. I <laughs> <laughs> so we talked a lot about what you should do. Um, you know, what constitutes as a first move when you're doing your little thing with your man or woman, whatever. Woman. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what shouldn't you do? What are the absolute no-nos of making the first move when you are hooking up? Okay, like the biggest thing from my perspective is number one, don't assume. Maybe just want to hang out, spend time together, get to know you before things like go far. So do not go into it expecting something. We haven't had that conversation first. And then also, don't be a fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> if a girl's want to do something or guys want to do something, you don't have to like be rude about it or be mean. Just understand people have boundaries or they want to be at certain times and respect that. That was a very big change from what we were just talking about. But yeah, consent is sexy. Consent is hot. So do it. So this is kind of a follow-up on our turn-offs episode. Hint, hint, plug, self-plug. Do not not take a shower. That was the double negative. But I don't know. Some people like the natural, like, scent. earthy scent. I'm not down with that shit. You're going to spray yourself with artificial chemicals. I don't give a fuck. 
take care of yourself. Like, don't the what is essential to the first move before the first move, the pregame to the first move is like feeling confident in yourself. And do by doing that, you got to take care of yourself, and then you can make the first move. You feel me? She basically said hygiene. Yeah. <laughs> wipe your dick. Wipe your vagina. Clean it. Put some fucking soap. Clean your neck. Clean your neck. Clean, clean your, your neck. neck. And you're just looking like really laughing your neck. Real. Please clean it and there's probably gunk in there. <laughs> we, we stop talking about neck cheese. Ew. <laughs> I also have another thing to say about first moves during sex. Because if you want to... If you know that this is a one night stand and you're not thinking the girl knows that and you want to make that first move of sort of introducing the topic that this is never going to happen again. And I cannot believe I have to say this. Wait until you are outside of her hot dog bun. That's a hot dog. Oh, please wait until the sunken place is out of her because the amount of stories and firsthand experience I've had with the most awkward conversation with Sydney. What are you doing? I'm shaking my rocks so I got it. Fucking mistake. <laughs> the amount of conversations I've had either from a friend or firsthand about like just stuff that you should not talk about literally while the person's inside of you is absurd. You know that saying that's like, if I had a nickel for every time that happened to me, I would have four nickels. Which isn't a lot, but the fact that it even happened once is weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I have you like said tw- it wrong. Yeah, I have like what 20 bucks. It? It's two nickels, and the fact that it happened two times is weird. Oh, yeah. Which oh, that par- like- that's part of the saying. I thought it was if I had a nickel for every time, then you just trail off. This is from okay. Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. This is the place across <gasps> from That is from Phineas and yeah. Ferb. So it was like, <laughs> if I have a nickel for every yeah, time this happened to me, I'd have two nickels. That shit was fucking weird. Anyway, yes, yeah, so about what Sarah said, I was getting with this guy... And while we were literally hooking up, he pulled back and said, if I get with your friend tonight, would you be kind of pissed? And, like, I had to check for cameras. Like, I was searching it. I was really looking up. I was like, am I being fucking punked right now? And he was dead serious. And he got mad when I was kind of like, what? And later he's like, sorry, I was being selfish. Like, guys are that entitled that they feel they can get. Number one, you're not cute enough to get two girls in the same, like, night. Number two, my friend. Number three, the audacity. Like, boys wake up and say, what kind of fuckery can I do today? Like, how do I how do I get more audacity? Because I just want to know. His literal meat stick was inside you. Lit- and he, oh, no, I his, just want to make this His straight. tinier meat sticks. His oh, Slim oh, Jims. His beef jerky. His beef jerky was Okay, we were kissing. Let's go with that. We were kissing. And that's what happened. And I was like, bro, I have to be getting punked right now. Because what the fuck is going on? I'm a man who had the cheese. I'm a man who had the tickets. Put it all together. Who gets that reference? Does anybody Cheese jerky. Say what? Say what? Oh, my God. That's Montana. Why is everyone so calm right now? Claudia and Savannah are like... Dude, I don't know, bruh. I just literally, like, gorged myself on ice cream cake. I can't even think right now. Go ahead, Claudia. I don't even know what you're talking about, honestly. Wait, what? which topic are we on? That's what I meant. I don't know which... which um, what not to do. Yeah, what not to do. For a first move. Oh, okay. For okay. a first move. Um, oh, yeah. What not to do is when you put your dick in my asshole and... <laughs> no, no. I hate when they slip it in and go, oops. I <laughs> was so fucking far apart. Are you fucking blind? And it's like, oh shit, sorry. Can I do it though? Like, fucking get your fucking dick out of my ass. Oh my god. I it was the funniest thing. Wait, I just need to... When they put their dick in my ass, I came out so straight <laughs> 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 a 
there is a right way to make a first move about anal. There is a right way. For me personally, there's never no, a right literally way. just ask. I literally just you have to ask. Don't just be like ramming it in. When exactly. I say no, stop asking. I'm changing twenty minutes. I'm lactose intolerant. That's not changing. I'm not gonna wake up one day and be like, hmm. Today. No, here's the thing. Like, I don't want to do it right now because I haven't prepared for it. If I had prepared for it, if you have asked, I would have told you I'm ready to do it tonight. You can't just do that. That's no. If you're gonna ask, you have to ask in advance. Okay, this has to be a planned out thing. The girl has to be like completely comfortable, or the guy, vice versa, either way. Like, you know. It's an appointment. Comfy. Reservation, actually. Since we're on, like, the topic of, like, guys asking about anal, what do you guys think about guys asking girls to eat their ass? Mm. If a guy ever asks me that, I assume he's joking. And I will look at him like... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, to eat his ass. Oh, hell to the fuck right now. That's what I'm asking to eat. Hell no. No. Have y'all heard of an Alabama Hot Pocket? Oh, no. Isha screams from the corner. Yeah, I had a joke at my school for like we were like five. Wait, can you explain what an Alabama hot pocket is for the listeners? Have you done that already? Have we talked about this in a previous? I don't know. Have I is. done Alabama no, 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 hot no. pocket? Have we talked about an Alabama hot pocket. No. episode. I'm gonna pull up the Urban Dictionary dictionary uh, definitions. I don't have to explain it. Y'all in my did words. not answer my question. What was oh, my answer is I say no, and then I literally slowly back up <laughs> as I ponder why they asked me. <laughs> That's another thing, though. Like, I'm not going to magic. I feel like for the rest of my life, I'm not going to want to eat out someone's asshole just because I can't see myself one day waking up and being like, do I want Shit, particles on my tongue today? The answer will always be no. I just, that's just. If, if they don't wash their neck, you're not washing their fucking asshole. Exactly. Okay, I'll give them a hot pocket. The sexual act of defecating into a vagina and proceeding to have intercourse with said vagina. Wait, what? Um, that's like a thing, like in my school. That sounds like oh, fucking like right. infection. Think, think about Oh, that's so nasty. Isn't that nasty? Anyway, since we're on this topic, how also we're talking about like how to go into a lot of people have kinks. Like that's like a normal thing, like fetishes, whatever. How do you like bring that to someone new when you're not like necessarily dating them? I think there's a right way to do it, and also like for guys, girls, for everyone. You have to ask first. You cannot assume that someone's into the same things as you just because you guys are like getting along or how like connecting. You can't just introduce that. Like you have to, like we said in our last episode, the guy that was filming the girl or like put on it like porn or something. You have to ask that person, are you really crossing a boundary, a line, a respect? Wait. You have to fucking ask. That's illegal. Oh, not the camera, the porn. You know. Oh, we did talk about that. Yeah, yeah, you definitely need to ask that. Yeah, cameras are just illegal if you haven't asked the person, like, have consent. So, like, just don't do that in general. I have to say I was asked to sit on someone's face. And at that exact moment, I wasn't exactly ready. So I said no. And to this day, I regret it very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think, especially with kinks, like, if you if you guys are both in agreement about like what you want to try what not that's awesome but you do need to have a conversation about it like you can't just assume like what you think is normal and this goes with every single aspect of life honestly not everybody's gonna think is normal even the even what might seem just like standard or fun for one person for example handcuffs might seem really weird and a little bit off for the other person i think another stigma with that is like like a 50 shades of gray sort of situation like you can still have good sex and not want to get your coochie cr- clamped in a bear trap. Like, quote-unquote, vanilla sex. 
like what that means for one person that doesn't always necessarily mean for the other person. And I think a good way to approach that conversation, like you can try to make it as sexy as possible. Like talk about it over a nice dinner or like do whatever, like make it sexy, sex. Exactly. It's always easier to say it over text than it is in person. But regardless of how you make a conversation about it, a conversation does have to happen. Golden rule, get consent. Like for anything, for everything, even if you're overdoing it, consent is sexy. Asking is sexy. Because assuming it's not. So I feel like either way, just ask first. Can, you, can I say something blurb when you put it in the beginning uh-huh. with the disclaimer? Yeah. So we are trying to be, not trying to be, we want to be a very sex positive podcast. So we want to break down the stigma of talking about sex openly. That's our way of trying to break down the conversation between women about sex. Because it is a taboo thing in society. So we make it very open, very honest, very raw. There is that sort of assumption that any women who go public and talk about sex in a certain way like people tend to put women like especially women like that in a certain box this is me encouraging you to open that box we can talk about politics look at our last episodes we can talk about relationships we can talk about professional aspects of life we can talk about friendship we can talk about anything and also talk about sex and have it be okay and not be put in a box. What Wait, one, one, one I just thing. Yeah. love what you just said and that's all I wanted yeah. to say. Yeah. And I completely agree that yeah. everything's like put in a box. And you're kind of like ex out of society for like talking about things that are like stigmatized. Whether it is sex or like whatever it is. And like that shouldn't be the case because like it is 2020 and like you need to break that stigma like on whatever it is. Yeah. And like newsflash, you can be sexy and smart. Exactly. And sensible. So like stop. We need to stop trying to like separate those words. It's also like we're all going professional lives. We're all going to be like whatever. We have jobs, but we can also be normal human beings and have conversations. So and not be afraid to put it out there in public, like a lot of crying in public men do. No, I'm joking. No, literally. I feel like a lot of listeners have said that when they listen to our podcast, they're listening. They're like FaceTiming us or like FaceTiming a group of friends. That's like the intent that we're trying to create. Like, you're just one of our close friends, and we're having a, you know, Sunday hungover sex talk after hooking up with random people. That's it. Sometimes I literally forget there's a microphone right there. That's how, like, into the conversation. And, like, I don't know about some people, but, like, growing up, like, I went to, like, Episcopalian High School. Like, I was very, very, like, reserved growing up. Like, I didn't do anything in high school. So I feel like if I was able to have this conversation with someone that was older and had this experience when I, like, first started, like hooking up like I would have such better experiences because I was so just like unknowledgeable and scared even say the word sex so being able to like have people that know things or like have experienced it talk about it in public and not be embarrassed to say it would mean would have meant so much to me growing up because I was scared to even say sex or kiss someone or hold hands with someone because for me that was seen as like quote-unquote dirty so I'm glad that like we can take this space to like clean that up per se yeah, especially with like the way our uh, education system teaches sex ed, like it's ridiculous that I learned more. Like you know, you guys know the show um, Sex Education on Netflix. Yes, I love that. I literally show. learned that show. more from that show than I did uh, like in middle school, high school health class in sex ed because they always just are they like bring it down and they're like no sex is bad sex is bad but like how about you just embrace what is like natural and then teach us how to be safe like what that doesn't make any sense in my middle school we had sex ed separated by gender 
And then my teacher, she was so weird. She literally made us like readjust her bra in class all the time. Oh. Yeah. So she put a sperm on the board and she was talking to it in baby talk. She was like, oh my God. Like, I'm never having sex ever if it sounds like that. But yeah, I'm glad that like there's resources now like online and stuff for like people's like, different sexual orientations or like different ages, like different likes, different whatever that you can like look that stuff up. <laughs> And figure out like what you're into, what you're not into. So it honestly scares me how many guys that I've known thinks that period blood is literally like this much, like a pinky, like this yeah. much. Yeah, because they've never had the you know the, the education of it. They're like, is so, it gonna stop? Like, no. American sex education needs to step the fuck up. Yeah, girl. Okay. Um, I have one more thing to say about like first move, how to initiate a certain kind of sexual act. Can we, and then we can do Sarah's question corner and wrap. How does one initiate Skype sex or phone sex or FaceTime sex? Because I've done it before, like, like the act of that, but I never really, I always feel like it's awkward for me to like initiate it. And I would, any good tips would be appreciated. Um, okay. It depends on like your comfort level with the person. Like, I think, you know, you got to start with the banter. That's a classic. You got to do the back and forth. And then maybe you do like a little slip or you're like, oh, like want to see something or like, and then you do like a little peek, a little, you know, and then actually that's all I have. I don't really know how to go from there, but I, I would assume like from there you could just like progress and like show more or like you could text about it earlier in the day and be like hey like I miss you do you want to do this later I don't know I feel like especially since the aspect of physical touch isn't involved and banter mm-hmm. the island, I feel like since that aspect isn't involved over FaceTime sex or phone sex mm-hmm. it is just always going to be perpetually awkward a little bit yeah but I think it's how you can get past that to sort of initiate it because i feel it's really popular phone sex and facetime sex and like no one really talks mm-hmm. about it yeah i've never experienced it but it sounds really fun actually yeah i would try it if i have someone to try it with but no i don't <laughs> but no. i like to have time to think about my words so i prefer to do it over like text or snapchat just because i like to be like ooh, how do i make this sound less like i'm watching netflix right now and not really paying attention but <laughs> yeah so like Whoa. Um, FaceTime is so live, you know, it's just like, it's like there, there's no rewinding, slimming, no, well, so shit. is in person, but it, there's no physical touch, which I think is the yeah. part that makes it so awkward. In person, I'm like, close your eyes, like, just turn the lights off, <laughs> turn the lights down low. I feel like with FaceTime sex and all of that, for me at least, like, I can't, you have to be like comfortable with the person enough where like, it might be awkward, but it doesn't matter because like, you know the person. True, true, true. All right, guys, um, I think we're going to skip Sarah's question corner today because this is already an 80,000 minute long episode, but, um, that was a question you just asked. Oh, I guess so. I guess I did do one Sarah's question corner. What about Isha's question corner? Canceled. It's canceled. Canceled. What's like a dildo? Guys, wait. Oh, how many listeners do we have right now? Um, 50K. We just reached 50K listeners. Um, so I think when we, when we talk about our listenership and the amount of people we're trying to reach and help in any way we possibly can, broaden people's minds, um, this is what we're talking about. We're so thankful for friggin' 50,000 listeners. Uh, the number's skyrocketing. We're so excited and blessed and lucky to have such amazing 
fans, even though I don't know how many of you consider yourself fans, but if you are, we just love you. We get the funniest DMs. We get the funniest like comments and like texts and things like that. And we just really are so happy that um, you guys are listening and enjoying this podcast because we figured we're going to ramble to each other anyways. Why not do it with the mic? Thank you, kings and queens. Yeah, we talk too much either way. Thank you. As a way to say thank you. On our Instagram, which is at Crying in Public Podcast, when we reach a thousand followers, just as like a hundred followers or so, we are doing a giveaway with some Crying in Public merch and things that we want to give you guys personally, all six of us. If you follow our Instagram and like the picture, and you can comment, get extra entries, or rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to get even more entries, we're going to try and connect with someone for a winner and get that away. So we're very excited about that. So follow us on Instagram to learn more info and get in the giveaway. It's really exciting, I promise you guys. Yeah, it's gonna be really cute, we it's promise. It's gonna be cute ass stuff, okay? Like you're gonna like it. And you'll be, so. be the first ever, even before us, to have Crying in Public merch. So True. imagine yeah, being the first, first move, <laughs> first merch. Who doesn't love free stuff? Literally. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so as always, a big thank you from everyone here at Smiling in Private. Uh, don't forget to rate <laughs> us on Apple Podcasts. Um, follow us on Spotify. It helps so much when you leave a review and rate more than you know. So if you wouldn't mind going and doing that, that'd just be so great. But if you don't, you don't have to. It's fine. No, I'm just kidding. Do it. Um, thank yeah. you guys so much for listening to this episode. Have a great, great day. Yeah. Wow, you're so positive. Or a great night. <laughs> or a great night. Whatever day, time of day it is. Oh, yeah. Whenever have a you're great whatever. This, um, have a day. Go drink some wine. We love you. If you're of age. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or if you're not, drink some coffee, drink some water, hydrate, hydrate. <laughs> Get that skin clear. Yes. All right, guys. Bye. 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 The way we say bye is so fucking annoying. Bye. bye. <laughs> I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.